Thanks for tuning in to the Movement is Life podcast, a show bringing you raw conversation, tips, and engaging topics hosted by yours truly, Mike Fox. Join me in the dialogue on all things creative, entrepreneurial, and unconventional with stories that may just change your life. Subscribe to hear new episodes every other week, each filled with reasons to listen closer next time. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Movement is Life podcast. We're approaching double digit episodes and I'm truly excited for this next one. We've worked together on many projects and continue to break the norms of the Midwest. I'd like to introduce my next guest, the lovely Taylor Roden. Taylor graduated from Northern Illinois University, where she received her BS in public health with an emphasis in health promotion. After graduation, she turned down her acceptance into Drexel's University Accelerated Nursing Program to pursue her modeling dreams in Los Angeles. Although modeling is first love, for a long time it was health and science. Therefore, she tries her best to incorporate health into her body positive image. A Midwest girl at heart, Taylor's passion for modeling has taken her all over the United States. But after winning Curvy Kate's 2017 spokesmodel search, she moved to New York City to take modeling to the next level. Winning this competition has allowed her to travel, model internationally, and meet people from all walks of life. Taylor uses her social media platforms not only to inspire and uplift, but to bring women together to show them that they are beautiful and worthy, no matter what size, shape, or height they are. Creating a strong community of support and empowerment is her primary focus. How are you doing today, Taylor? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's great to hear from you, and I'm really excited for this episode. Yeah, I'm extremely excited. I miss you so much. (laughs) I wish that we were still in L.A., you know, collabing and creating magic. But, you know, I'm glad that we can be here again and, you know, work together. And I'm excited to be on your podcast. Absolutely. You know, the the journey takes us many different ways. But, you know, it's always great to connect and stay connected to people that you admire and work with all the time, too. For sure. For sure. So yeah, let's let's dive into it. Let's start off with your upbringing that led into your modeling journey. Um, where did you grow up, actually? I actually grew up in Chicago. Um, my mom, we lived on the west side, well, like a west suburb. It's called Forest Park. Um, we lived in different areas all over Chicago, but that's mainly where I like grew up and went to like you know middle school and high school. Um, so that's where we were. But all of my family lives. Um, on the south side and west side. So I spent a lot of time on the south side growing up as well as the west. That's dope. I actually really love Chicago, especially in the summertime. It's nothing like it. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. I miss it so much. How often do you go back? Um, I try to go back at least like three to four times a year. Um, I haven't been more than probably twice though this year. So yeah. I miss it. I need to go more. Well, I mean, the winter is approaching, so (laughs) I'm sure it's not like the first thing in your mind right now, right? (laughs) No, not at all. I'll I'll probably stay far away during the winter time, honestly. For sure. (laughs) So, yeah, when did you uh, realize that you wanted to get into modeling and what sparked the first gig? So, funny thing is, I I grew up tall. Majority of my life, I was always taller than my peers. And... I would always have people saying like, oh, you should model, you should model. 
Fun fact, my mom actually used to model. She did a lot of like showroom modeling okay. and stuff like that. So yeah. And so a lot of people in my family would be like, Taylor, you should model, you should model. And I wanted to, um, but there was still a part of me that was very insecure and still trying to embrace and love like my height, you know, right. and stuff like that. So I didn't feel like I was ready to just like jump into an industry that's very vicious when it comes to your appearance. You know, that's what you're being judged on. So if you don't have like a strong like backbone and foundation before walking into, you know, mm -hmm. a space like that, I just felt like I couldn't do it. You know what I mean? I felt like I couldn't do it yet. Um, however, when I was in college, I started dibbling and dabbling with modeling, more so with like my cell phone. But then I had some friends who were also um, into photography. So I would collab with them sometimes. My best friend was a photographer. So I tried to play around with it that way. Um, and then at some point, there was actually a model search that was happening um, through the company called Torrid. Torrid is like a plus size um apparel company for women and my cousin called me and he was like hey Taylor like you need to do this like just apply you never know what could happen like apply and also go into their like in-person casting because it was in Chicago and I was like okay sure whatever I actually applied online and then my mom and my mom's really good friend they both took me to the casting in Chicago and I went and I guess the people fell in love with me. <laughs> Not to toot my own horn or anything, but I made an, an impression apparently on these people. And I ended up making it to the top 14 out wow. of like 13,000 women, I believe it was. Um, and for me, it was just very eye-opening. Um, it was very reassuring. And I was like, wow, like... I knew I was beautiful. Like I, I knew I kind of had what it took, but like it was that extra boost of confidence for me once I realized that I had made it so far into that like casting process. Um, and that was pretty much what spearheaded me um, into modeling. I was like, okay, well, since I did that, let me try this again. I actually got called back a second time the next year to actually be in the same competition. Um, and I basically, I don't know if I'm even supposed to be saying this, but I kind of just skipped all of the like preliminary like casting parts and made it to the end. And I actually made it to the top six, was it, this time? Instead of the top 14, I actually made it to the top six. And I had a chance to go to LA. And that was like my very first time going to LA. And I don't want to like get too long on this question, but... There was a pivotal moment in that trip for me where I was in my hotel room and I just had this wave of like emotion um, and gratitude. And like, I felt so more so a moment of fulfillment. I felt like it was my calling. I felt like that is exactly where I was supposed to be. This is what I was supposed to be doing. Um, and I remember calling my mom and I was just like, mom, I was crying. I was like, mom, like I'm here in my hotel room and like we just had our shoot and I just, I feel so good. I feel so overwhelmed, like with joy. Like I, this is what I want to do. Like <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. Um, and that's pretty much how that started. Long story, not so short, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And a great thing that I heard throughout that question is that, you know, just go for it. You never know what could happen. And I feel like yep. that's so true. Like, 
you know, you just have to have that little bit of courage to go after it. And then it can lead to so much more. So that's really amazing. I completely agree. And I just want to say shout out to my cousin, Brandon, (laughs) because if it wasn't for him, I don't know if that, you know, that was really the very first moment I had with pursuing modeling on a, on a larger scale, you know? So I really appreciate him. And again, you never know what can happen. You just have to take that leap of faith. Absolutely. And how long would you say that entire process um, was? Like, how long was it from that first gig to getting to L.A. and realizing, you know, this is what you want to do? Yeah. So the first one was probably, what, five to six months when I realized I didn't win. And I got called back like two months later to be in their next um, their next campaign. So that was probably another six months. And so it probably took like almost like a year, a little over a year for me to even like realize like, oh, this is what I want to do. You know, because you go through those moments of like disappointments, let like letdowns, you feel a little discouraged, you right. know. Um, so it took probably over a year for me to actually realize like, wow, even with the, the letdowns and disappointments, this is still something I want to pursue. Right. Yeah. Patience is super important as well, especially for realizing something that you really want to do for the rest of your life. It's it's really important to be patient for it. Agreed. Yeah, that's that's really great. I love that story. And, you know, what would you say that inspired your move to L.A. as well? Because, you know, that's, of course, how we met um, working in L.A. and everything. Would you would you say that first trip to L.A. inspired you to actually move out there for modeling? Oh, for sure. Because that was, again, my first time ever going to LA. I'm like smiling so big while I'm saying this because I'm having like a moment of like nostalgia. Like, I'm like, wow, like, you know, that that feeling I had, it was indescribable. Like, I was there and I saw how beautiful LA was. It was a change of scenery for me, like growing up in the Midwest. And I was just like, okay, well, this is where all the actors and models and musicians are. And it's beautiful. Like, yeah, that's the moment I was like, I got to move here. At some point, I have to get here. And I was still in college at the time, but I told myself, like, after college, I have Yeah, I, I feel that for sure. I was, a, I was the same way. Like, I went there one time, um, connected with so many people. I was just like, this is where I need to be to further my career and really do what I want to do. Um, so, yeah, that's that's amazing. And yeah. as far as, like, moving to L.A., what what was that journey like for you? Um, another funny story. I just, <laughs> story time is always funny for me, but I actually went out there. I had a good friend. Her name was Rachel. She lived out there and she told me to come visit, you know, and check it out because I was so interested in moving there. So I went out there for like maybe a week and I spent time just kind of like job searching, but also, um, apartment hunting, seeing what was out there, seeing what the prices were like, um, just to get a good hand on what it would be like if I was to move. Um, I was out there for a week. I ended up meeting my roommate and I came back to Chicago after that week had ended. Two weeks later, I packed up all my stuff Hell and I yeah. moved to LA for good. Um, well, yeah, I <laughs> I came home and I was like, Mom, I'm going. Like, I, I just feel like I need to be out there. Like, I felt like the stars were aligning. Like, everything was just coming together so perfectly with me having a roommate um, and having just, like, a support system out there. I had 
a couple friends and then I had some family just a little bit, but it just felt like a strong enough support system for me to move out there um, and feel confident about it. <laughs> That's so, yeah, awesome. Two, I, two I can definitely relate. Like you, you can't waste any time you know, when you, when you want to chase your dream. So, um, I definitely felt that in your story too. It's like, you just went after it. No hesitation. No hesitation. And I will tell you, it was one of the scariest things I've ever done in my life. Hell yeah. was just picking up my stuff. Like, you know, it's one thing I went to college in, you know, in Illinois. So I didn't go that far. I was away from home, but I wasn't that far. I could just, you know, drive home or hop on the train or something. Um, Whereas with this, this was me moving five, almost six hours across the country um, in a place that I had never lived or never maneuvered. Like it's a whole different culture, you know, everything's just different. Mm -hmm. And I was by myself. And so it was, it was a little intimidating, but Again, I had to, my dreams had to be a lot bigger than my fears in that moment. And so I just went, went for it. I love that. I love that. Dreams (laughs) bigger than the fears. Absolutely. So yeah, um, as far as like New York, because that's where you reside now. um, What was that experience like for for you as far as um, moving from LA to New York to continue pursuing your dream? Well, the great thing was um, when I moved to L.A., I wasn't signed. I was not a signed model. I was doing all freelance work um, and really just hustling, trying to build my portfolio, trying to get comfortable behind the camera, networking, you know, stuff like that. And so this transition was a little different because I came to New York, the modeling mecca, and I was already a signed model. I had got signed like right before I moved. Um, So coming into New York. Again, I felt a little bit more at home, too, because I'm a city girl, a big city girl at that. Um, So coming here was a lot easier. Still, New York is one of the toughest cities to maneuver. It is so hard. It's so busy. Um, So it was still a huge adjustment because I had got used to the L.A. life. And then I had to come back into this big city life where I didn't have a car, had to learn how to use the subways, had to then get comfortable with my new life of being this signed model and trying to figure out how I'm supposed to be and look, you know, with my agency. So it was still a huge adjustment, but it was it was a little smoother just because I felt a little more sense of home and I felt um, like I had what's the word I'm looking for? (laughs) I had more support with my modeling career because I had an agent. So yeah, I didn't feel like I had to do all the work by myself. For sure. And that's important too. It's like, you can't do everything yourself. You got to have a team and people behind you that believe in what you're doing. So um, it definitely makes that transition easier. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So what has been the most memorable experience from modeling so far? The most memorable moment. Hmm. That's tricky, actually, because I have quite Yeah, a few. there's so many, right? Um, <laughs> there's, there's just so many. Um, but I would say, honestly, my biggest memory or greatest memory to date is Definitely going to London for the very first time. Um, I went to London for a photo shoot. And the other great part about it was that my mom was able to come out there. That's amazing. Um, 
I know. So I had my shoot. I went, I was actually out there in London for two weeks and I lied. This was my second trip to London. So my second trip to London was my most memorable. Um, so I went out there the first week and I had to shoot for like the first four days. Um, then I think I had like a day off and then I had to shoot like on that sixth day. Um, and then on that sixth day, that's when my mom actually came into town with her good friend and, it was just, it was an exhilarating experience to be able to go for work and pleasure. Like that's something that I've always wanted to do. That that has been my dream was to be able to travel while working, you know, and having a good time. And so uh, having that photo shoot, one, just a great experience. I got a chance to work with Curvy Kate, which is, you know, the people that I actually was a spokesmodel for. So shout out to Curvy Kate. Um, that's definitely my fam. (laughs) They're like family now, but working with them was always such a pleasure. They just, it felt like family for real. That's why I say like, they're like my fam. It felt like family. It was work. We had fun. We got it done. And then after the shoot was over, I got a chance to tour London with my mother for a week. And we just went shopping and we ate good and we were tourists and it was just one of like my best memories to date because I got to share that moment with my special lady who's my mom and also just do what I love. It was a very, that's really great for sure. I can't wait for the moment where, you know, I can, I can travel my mom and still be able to work at the same time and let her get the experience of what I do. Cause I mean, I've traveled internationally for work as well and it's just such a incredible experience, but to bring someone you love into that experience too, there's nothing like that especially your parent, you know, because like your parents work so hard to see their kids, you know, blossom and do well. And, you know, and so for your parents to actually see it right then and there and actually be able to like experience your dreams with you. Great feeling. An amazing feeling. I can't wait for that moment myself, but that's, that's really it's awesome. coming. Mike. It's coming. <laughs> it's on the way for you. It's I got to get way. my mom overseas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you got to. Only right. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, as far as longevity goes, where do you see yourself in about five years from now with your, your modeling career and with women empowerment? Because I know that's such a big um, staple for you and something that you really want to get out to the world. So what, what are some of your plans with that? You know what, Mike? It's so funny because I think as an, well, we always get asked, like, what are your long-term goals? What are your short-term goals? And it's so funny. I always feel like I have to have an answer for those things. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? I really don't know. I'm still, and I can honestly say I'm in a space where I'm trying to figure out what those like milestones look like. Um, However, with modeling, it's actually been taking the back burner for some time. Um, and a, about February, uh, adulting kind of happened. And living in New York, with it being so expensive, the cost of living is so high, I was like, I can't survive off my modeling income. I could just, I couldn't, just to be completely transparent. It was not sufficient enough for me to pay my rent, buy myself nice things, you know, and everything like that. So I actually got a job and I was working in corporate America, um, 
up until maybe two weeks ago because I was actually laid off. And I'm telling this because it was really a pivotal moment for me when I was laid off two weeks ago because I thought to myself, wow, I've been putting modeling on the back burner for like nine months and this is the end result. You know what I mean? Like this is the result of me putting all of that on the back burner was now I've lost my job. So like, I don't, I'm not really into modeling right now, but I also don't have the job that I stopped modeling for. Um, and it was, it was a, a really eye opening moment. Like I said, pivotal and eye opening. Um, so now I have recently got back in my modeling bag in the last two weeks Um, And I've never been so happy. Mike, when I tell you, like, I kind of forgot what it felt like for me um, to really do what I love um, and put a lot of time and effort into it. Um, So now I, I feel great. I have all this time to go back into modeling and that's what I'm doing. So right now, my goal is to focus on modeling for the next six months. I really just want to get back in it heavy, go back to my castings. I've missed out on so much. I've missed out on traveling to Spain for a photo shoot because of work. I've missed out on certain castings because of work. So I just, right now, my plan is just to get back visible um, and getting back in front of my agents because they had a moment where they were like, Taylor, what's going on? Like, are you still trying to be a model or are you done with that? So right now that's the goal is to get back in there and become visible. Um, However, like you said, you know, I'm really big on women empowerment and uplifting women. And I've been focusing on that a lot, actually. So I'm excited to say because it launches today, which is also crazy that I'm doing this with you because (laughs) I have been working no, <laughs> I have been working on a project with one of my good, good friends. Um, her name's Jamie Lee, and we are starting a like influencer brand, almost like just a platform and a community for tall women. And we are calling it Too Tall for What? And it drops today and we're so excited. I'm like smiling so hard as I'm saying this because we've been working on this for months, maybe since like winter time. And it's finally like our vision is finally coming to fruition. Like our baby is, is is like finally about to be exposed to the world. And whereas it's so nerve wracking, it's so exciting because I feel like this platform and community will really help um, women like she and I. And again, I'm six two. And she's 6'1", and so height has always been a huge thing for us. And we just really want to get other tall women, one, to just talk about our struggles, um, well, the pros and cons of being tall, where we shop, um, growing up tall, dating tall, you know, everything like that. Just have a community where we can share our tall experiences. Um, I get so many young girls, like seriously, Mike, I get so many young girls, high school girls, elementary school girls, and even older women who message me on Instagram, Facebook, and they will tell me their stories about being tall and struggling with confidence and struggling with self-image and, you know, just not feeling really comfortable in the skin that they're in because they're tall. And I know a lot of people 
don't quite understand what it's like. Or sometimes I think people look at tall, like, oh, it's a great thing. You're tall. Like you're beautiful. You're this. Um, But there's really a struggle behind it sometimes. And myself included growing up, I just was not confident about my height. I really, I didn't really want to be seen. I still sometimes have and it sounds crazy because I model and I'm out there, especially like on Instagram, but there's moments where like I get tired of being seen and it's hard to not see me because I am six two. Um, and so again, this platform is just going to be to uplift and inspire and encourage all my women, especially tall women. That's who we're highlighting, but all women, we want to be inclusive, but we felt like it was time to really have a conversation and space specifically for women that are tall. No, I love it. I love it. It's super niche. And, you know, I want to touch on some of your answers to that question too. Um, I love the fact that you were very transparent about, you know, taking a step back from modeling because, you know, in this journey going after your dreams, there's going to be plenty of times where you kind of have to take a step back and realize, you know, what you really want to do because life is just coming at you, you know, like you said, adulting. Adulting happens to everybody. You just got to figure shit out how you're going to survive, how you're going to thrive as well. Um, and going back to that, I mean, I actually went to the, through that same process um, about three. No, it's been about a month ago. So, you know, I had I got a job in corporate America too, just to cover my adulting expenses. Like my car was messing up, and I just had a whole bunch of shit I needed to pay for. So I ended up getting a job in corporate America too. But then about a month ago, you know, I realized like it was taking so much of my time away from what I really wanted to do and what right. I've been dedicating my time to for the past like eight years. And I'm just like, I cannot settle for this. You know what I mean? So it forced me to just like take a step back and realize what I really wanted to do and just continue yeah. to go hard at that. And that's what happened um, about a month ago. You know, I just quit the job, literally just walked the fuck out. And yeah. <laughs> like kept it moving. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't, it wasn't like a fuck you. I don't want to work here. It was just <laughs> I like, love a, it. I love know, it. <laughs> I can't keep dedicating my time when you guys aren't going to give the effort back. Yeah. And it's like, at the same time, you can be flexible as a company and still, you know, have stuff getting done. So it wasn't a good balance between sure. that. And I just walked out to, you know, continue pursue my dreams. And I feel like it was super important for me to realize too. It's like, there's no turning back. Like once you've dedicated to something for so long, you got to realize like, this is what you're meant to do. Especially when you see the stars line for different things, like you had mentioned earlier as well. So I love the fact that you were transparent about that. And I feel like I had to be transparent about it too, because you know, it's a real thing that we all go through in our journey. Yeah. Like we have to, we have to survive. We have to pay for stuff. We have to keep moving. And yeah. especially when you live in a big city. So, I mean, it's like necessary, but at the same time, you know, there, there comes a time where you have to realize like, this is what you're meant to do and just go after it. Fuck fear and fuck that too. all the consequences that can come with it because you'll figure it out. Yeah. You all, oh, oh my God. And just to piggyback off of what you just said, because one, the figuring it out part. It's so funny. I talk to people all the time and they're like, oh, how are you doing? And I'm just like, oh, figuring it out. Like, I feel like 
when you are in that space of chasing your dreams, even though things get hard and trying, like you always have to remember that you're going to figure it out. And I'm, I stand so firmly on the fact that I will always land on my feet. Even if I fall or I get knocked down a few times, I will land on my feet. And you have to keep that mindset when you are pursuing your dreams because it's not all peaches and cream. It is not all, you know, a walk in the park and unicorns and rainbows and just triumphant moments. Like there are truly moments where, again, you have to make an adulting decision. Like, okay, I really do want to keep modeling. However, if I don't get a job for real, like I won't even be able to live in New York anymore. I'm going to have to move home or I'm going to have, right. you know what I mean? So for me, when I did get that job, I don't think there's anything wrong with working a job and chasing your dreams simultaneously. Obviously, sometimes you have to do that because you need an income. And I get that. However, what I realized with working in corporate America was I was giving 40 hours a week to a job that I hated, did not like, felt there was no growth in it. It wasn't doing anything for me. I felt like a slave. I felt like I was chained to a desk all day. Um, but I was giving them 40 hours and whatever I do, I do it damn well. So even though I hated my job, you best believe I was in there every day giving my, you know, giving maximum right. effort. But I always would think to myself, I could be giving the same 40 hours to my damn self and to everything that I want to do and the business I want to create. And I really had to give myself like a, a mindset shift. And so even when I would leave work, I would then say, okay, now it's my second shift. And the second shift is dedicated to me content creating, working on Too Tall for What, doing some modeling stuff, sending emails, pitching myself. You know, like that's when the second shift starts. And so I think that's just like my advice to anybody out there who's trying to chase their dreams, but still is like working, you know, in corporate America or working a full-time job. You have to create a second shift for yourself so that you don't forget about your dreams and your own, you know, your own businesses and what you want to do for yourself. Because that's how I got lost in the sauce. I completely abandoned modeling for my job. And then, you know, I was like, okay, no, I need to get back to it. And so right before I got laid off, that's when I started focusing more on my stuff again. And no, for sure. Yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> um, that's definitely great advice because it's like, you know, you want to dedicate your full maximum effort to whatever you do. And that's how everyone should be. But there's nothing wrong with working a job. We're not saying that. Obviously, you need to work a job sometimes, but sometimes you have to work double time. You know what I mean? Like, right, relating back to my situation, yeah. like, yeah. even when I was working, I was working sometimes more than 40 hours a week and having to adjust my schedule to my job. Like, I remember specifically a time where you know, I'm supposed to work nine to five and I had to adjust my schedule to work like 11 to eight one day. And I'm just like, what the fuck am I even doing? Like, this mm -hmm. is not even aligned to not only my <laughs> career, but at the same time, it's like forcing me to um, take back from what I'm doing. And I was still working double time. Like I would get off work and literally work till I fell asleep on my own shit. So it just came a time where I was like, okay, like something's got to give and I'm still going to put in that maximum effort but it's going to be focused on what I really want to do. We just have to remember to put in that overtime for ourselves um, and what we're trying to do. You can't forget about yourself and your dreams, even when you're working for somebody else. For sure. For sure. Because, you know, if you don't 
build your dreams or build your foundation, someone's going to hire you to build theirs. And, you know. Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. We all need a team for sure. So I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but it's like where do you see yourself as far as longevity wise? Like, do you want to continue work for someone else forever and then have to ask for vacation and have to ask for a raise? Or do you want to work for yourself and make your own shit, make your own vacations and have an unlimited amount of money you can make? It's decisions. Period. Okay. Right. <laughs> Period. And my, my whole thing is like, I'm trying to make money in my sleep. And I can't do that if I'm working for someone else, putting in maximum overdrive for them. I got to put in maximum overdrive for myself. And to speak on that a little bit more, I'm actually building a platform as well that's um, very community focused around photography. And I'm super excited about this because I've had this idea for over a year and a half. And it's finally coming into fruition, finally have the right people on board, the right team to take this to a global scale. And that's going to lead me into making money in my sleep to where I don't even have to worry about another job ever again. So that's like, it's super important to just have the ideas, but also act on them to lead to a longer um, success, a longer, a longer goal. You know what I mean? Yeah, I completely agree, Mike. Completely agree. Well, awesome. This has been a great conversation, but uh, before we hop off of here, I, I just want to ask you, uh, you know, one more question as far as, you know, your modeling journey and building a community. Is there anything that you want to share with our audience that would not only give them advice to do the same, but also to embrace their situation? Um, hmm. Hmm, good question, Mike. Good question. I think one of the biggest things to do is really like cancel all of the outside noise. Listen to your heart, listen to yourself, figure out what it is that is truly going to be fulfilling for you. Um, I actually read something today that was just talking about how we need to like start creating the life, obviously, that we want to live. Make it magical, have fun with it, try new things, see new things, see new places. because I feel like that's where you learn like who you are and what your purpose is and what's the message that you want to leave behind even after you're not even on this earth anymore. The legacy that you want to create for your family and for yourself. And so I think the biggest thing is to really find your passions. Like don't be scared to like chase them, to find them, to explore them. And it's okay to like try something and be like, oh, no, this isn't it. This isn't what I really thought I wanted to do. You know, you have as many times to reinvent yourself as possible. Until you're off this earth, you have as many times to reinvent yourself. And I think people fail to realize that you don't have to be the same person you were last month, hell, even an hour ago. If you decide, oh, no, this is what I want to try. This is what I want to dive into. Do it. Do it with conviction. Do it with all of you like don't have ass things like you have to actually put in the work because that's where the product comes like that's where you know you see right. the rewards and um all the fruits of your labor is when you really put in the effort into whatever it is you want to do so if it's writing that book write it if it's becoming a model become one if it's becoming a chef become one you know whatever it is that you want to do just do it with all of your heart um and i feel like that's always just been my advice because 
I've changed what I've wanted to do with my life quite a few times. And I never feel any way about it. I'm just like, you know what? This is what I want to do. This is who I want to be. This is the message I want to send out to everybody. And this is day one. And I'm going to start day one strong and I'm just going to keep it going. So, yeah. (laughs) I got to think that's what you were asking. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You killed that one. You killed that one. Um, But, yeah, everyone, Mm -hmm. that's that's Taylor Roden. You know, this has been another great episode of the Movement is Life podcast. You can understand why it's called Movement is Life because you always have to be progressing. You always have to be going after what you want to do. And movement is important because it's not just like moving to a new place or moving to a new job or whichever. It's just about progression in general. So, Taylor, where can everybody find you at? Well, (laughs) you can find me at tall, T-A-L-L dot Tay, T-A-Y, on Instagram. That's like all of my platforms. And also, I have to shout out my new baby, Too Tall for What? Um, and that's T-O-O-T-A-L-F-O-R-W-H-A-T. Y'all heard her. Thanks again for tuning into the Movement is Life podcast. And make sure to subscribe on all platforms where you can find your favorite podcasts. Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, google podcasts everything you can also connect with me on social media at the fox icon i'll catch you on the next episode